Sex Communication, a podcast that explores how we communicate during sex and about sex, with explicit recordings and uninhibited conversation. My name is Brianne McGuire, founder of Graphic Paint and host of this uncensored adventure. Join me each week as I share crowdsourced audio files and interview a wide range of people about their private activities. The mission of this series is to change attitudes towards sex simply by changing the way it's communicated, one episode at a time. Sexy, sexy, sex stuff. Sex. Hello and welcome to episode 16. This is the quickie episode for the week, How I Got Off, Um, and this is covering March 17th to the 23rd. Um, So, progress from the last couple of weeks. I slept with an actual real-life human being, so that was fun. I now am up to 55 sexual partners. Um, Yeah, so that encounter actually happened on Sunday. So right off the bat, you know, it sounds like I had a strong start to the week. But don't get ahead of yourself because, uh, yeah, um, it was not great. Um, it's a long time coming. This, this person, um, I, you know, refer to him as number 55 now, but he, uh, was the person I'd referred to as Carlos, which I think I've mentioned before. Um, but this is somebody that I had reached out to on FetLife in mid January. So we had been communicating for two months (laughs) before we actually slept together, um, and over that two months, you know, it was texts and some messages on FetLife and um, two in-person meetings. We met for coffee and then lunch another time. So in person, we probably spent about three hours uh, talking. Um, and the rest was just, you know, non-verbal communication. Um, yeah, so uh, it's one of those things. I was in a different place when I had reached out to him than I was by the time we actually got together sexually. Um, and when I had reached out to him, uh, I was in that, uh, that place before I had published where, you know, I had just had the second guy, um, back out of, of meeting for the purpose of having sex for the purpose of recording, um, you know, the cold feet sneaking in there again. And so I was like, well, you know, if I find somebody on FetLife, they, you know, and I'm very upfront from, from the get go, like they should be the kind of person if they're on this site that they'd be, uh, that they wouldn't struggle with these nerves in the same way. And I was correct in that. Um, and even just beyond, you know, finding somebody willing to record having sex, I wanted somebody willing to record a pre-interview and post-interview wherein, you know, we sat down, um, in my house and talked about whatever concerns we had, whatever fears we had about what was going to happen next, you know, the going forward of sleeping with somebody new for the first time and, um, all the things that a person is thinking when they're about to have this new encounter with a person. And, um, you know, which is a little unusual, I think just, um, and having discussed it with a few people, but this guy that I had reached out to, um, he was into it all, you know, at the, when I had reached out, it was under the premise of, um, you know, like, would you like to meet in person so we can see how we vibe and then go from there? Um, so that, you know, we met early for coffee. I, that was probably at the beginning of, of February. Um, 
and there wasn't anything offensive about him. He wasn't, um, like my standard type physically, uh, a little shorter than I would have liked, you know, but, and he had kind of like a, like a very cute, adorable, youthful quality. That's not exactly sexy. Um, you know, but he wasn't repulsive. <laughs> my standards were so high. Um, I mean, for a, a romantic partner, my standards actually were much higher, but this was, you know, the purpose of, of this encounter, this meeting, this whole arrangement, you know, it was very matter of fact, like basically like research. Um, so there were concessions I was willing to make. He was a smart guy, you know, he was pretty easy to talk to. There wasn't, you know, anything wrong there, but like, I didn't have a chemical attraction to him. Um, also in the course of those two months and texting with him, he, ugh, there are some guys like they're, <laughs> this sounds so stupid. So he's, he would send these awful gifts, you know, like, like with tongues and, you know, like women covered with like some whipped cream or squirty stuff or whatever, just things that are just creepy when a guy sends. And like he would send a lot of them. And I would have several times had a request, you know, just really stop with the fucking gifts because you're terrible at this and it's really awful. So awful. It was like I didn't even want to see him in person. I didn't want to go through with it anymore because I was like so turned off by the fucking gifts. Um, so just be warned guys, like really, ugh, it can go so wrong. Anyway, um, we had rescheduled a couple times, you know, I, I had gotten sick. I also had gotten cold feet because of the gifts, whatever. So he was scheduled to come over Sunday. We had talked about, okay, you know, you can stay the night that was going to happen, whatever. Uh, so we sit down, we do the pre-interview and I mentioned again, which I had mentioned to him a couple times in person, you know, like when we met, um, part of why I had reached out was he had photos of his dick on his profile. And I'm, you know, I'm very upfront about being a size queen or at least concerned with size. Um, but there was no, there was nothing of scale in his pictures and I had recognized that. And so I had brought that up to him, you know, like we met and I didn't even know what his face looked like until he walked into the coffee shop. Um, but I knew what his, his dick looked like. I just didn't know exactly how big it was. So that was a, a lingering concern. And so when we sat down for the pre-interview, I brought that up again. I also brought up that, um, you know, I was concerned with um, sexual compatibility. Um, and my concern with that was like, you know, recognizing I'm not chemically attracted to this person. I'm really kind of struggling to mentally be interested because of, you know, these struggles with communication. And, um, uh, yeah, like, I guess there's a perfect storm of, well, I don't know. It, it's not so specific, but it's just, you know, one of those things you either have it with a person or you don't. And I didn't have it with this guy. So sitting there doing this pre-interview, you know, I was very honest about that, but I'm like, this is what it was. It was, I, I suspected it was going to be difficult for me to like go forward with it. I'm going to take some, uh, <laughs> mental gymnastics of sorts, I guess. Um, and it did, you know, I mean, we had to start by cuddling because it was like so awkward. And so, you know, I'm there and like, I don't really feel compelled to touch you or take your clothes off or take my clothes off. Like, we're going to do this. We've committed to doing it. Okay, it's going to happen. 
but it's like getting from that decision to the actual sex was, was tough. Um, so, and he, um, suggested we turn the lights out too, which was helpful. Um, you know, and we had sex and it was, and it was flat, you know, I mean, I've described before when I have, uh, orgasms from watching porn, it's like the cheapest, flattest level of orgasm I, I can have, you know, and I refer to it as like this cheese doodles, great orgasm. And, and that's what it was. He did touch me, um, in some ways that, you know, I enjoyed, but, uh, I was right to be concerned with, his size. It was very firm. I will give him that, but it wasn't, um, wasn't exactly my ideal. And, uh, but for me, I mean, the biggest problem was just, you know, this flatness. Like I, I really, I I didn't have kind of a, my heart wasn't in it. My body wasn't really into it either, I guess. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I did have that. She's, doodle orgasm. Um, and we did not sleep together again, which was another thing we had kind of talked about, you know, like how, how we both kind of expect that when you sleep with a new person and you stay over, it's like you have sex multiple times in a night, but it's like, I didn't really like it. And I had no intention of doing more of that and like putting myself in this flat place again. So, uh, we slept next to each other for five or six hours before he had to leave very early for work. And I didn't really sleep and it was just, you know, <laughs> trying to stay as far away from him as possible to not give him any indication that I was interested in having sex again. Um, so after that uh, Sunday, um, you know, I had I felt, fallen into a, a, a bout of depression after I was sick. So I had been bedridden with the flu and then I was essentially bedridden with depression Um, so that Sunday when he left, it kind of, I, three or four days in a row where it was especially tough. Like it really didn't help lift my spirits, kind of made things a little worse. Um, you know, so I didn't leave the house and it wasn't until Wednesday evening that I even started to feel a little better. But by Thursday morning, I woke up feeling like a normal person again. And, um, so when I got home, I, you know, I felt ready and interested to beat off and I did and it went pretty well. And of course, you know, it'd been a couple of days of like not having like real mental arousal. Like there were the, my body and spirit and mind had all been kind of like dormant for a little bit. So I knew it was satisfying. Um, and then I didn't do anything again, just timing wise until yesterday, uh, but the toys aren't quite getting me there. I'm still struggling with my lineup. Um, so I use some porn, but, oh my God, like the, I could not have made any more <laughs> boring choices than I did with the porn. Like I didn't watch anything. I, there were clips I had never seen before, but like looking for the same exact keywords that I always look for, like the same kind of fucking shit. And it worked fine, fine, fine. But you know, like I was bored and disdained and feeling disdain while I was watching it. So even when I came, it was like so, so uneventful and like barely satisfying. I was even wondering, did I actually come? Like, did that really count as an orgasm? Um, but it, it did, but it, whatever. So <laughs> last night was a, an 
it was also underwhelming. So underwhelming starts and finishes to the week. Um, but this coming week ahead, you know, it, it is my mission to get to Babeland, which is my preferred place of buying sex toys. I did have a, a listener suggest that I make an Amazon wish list presumably for him to gift me with a new sex toy, which is very generous and I appreciate it. But um, Amazon is just about the worst place that you can buy sex toys from. Um, They are lousy with counterfeits. So just a PSA for anyone interested in buying sex toys, uh, don't buy them from Amazon. Uh, Babeland.com is a great site. Um, They have brick and mortar stores in New York. That's how I first went to them. They used to be called Toys in Babeland. And their whole thing was being very female-friendly. Their prices are good. They don't inflate. It's not like going to a a really tacky, you know, adult bookstore where everything's marked up 25%. Um, They sell things at cost. Uh, People are easy to talk to. They do workshops. Anyway, they're a great place. Maybe they'll sponsor me. Um, Anyway, so yeah, that was my week. That was my week. Um, I did record, you know, like I said, the pre-interview with number 55 slash Carlos slash I don't know what, because I know Carlos is not his real name. Um, I don't know his real name. That was another kind of irritation, but whatever. Um, anyway, so the sex and the pre-interview, those will come, uh, later. There are more interesting things to share with you in the next coming weeks. So I hope you'll stick around and I hope you have a great week coming up. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sex Communication. Did you like it? I hope so. If you did, please subscribe. If you'd like to know more about this episode or how you can be a part of the podcast, visit graphicpaint.com slash sexpodcast for details. You'll also find additional episodes, background on this project, contact information, and tips for submitting your own audio files. I'm looking for more people to interview, homemade recordings of sexual activity, and audio production assistance. If any of this interests you, please reach out. It's my goal with this podcast to bring some filth to your ears, change the conversations around sex, change some perspectives, and maybe even change the world. I hope you'll join me.